Hey, this is Benjamin with Top Floor Studios. Today, we're going to have a conversation about genre bending in music. Today, I got the whole resident crew with me. I have Christian. Hello. Alexis. What's going on? And Nathan. What's up? And today we're going to have a conversation about genre bending. Nathan, did you want to go ahead and define that for us? Yeah, uh, genre, genre bending is more like um, whenever two genres, so like rock or hip hop, merge together to create a new kind of genre. So, I mean, uh, with hip hop, especially during the 90s, I mean, you could talk about genre bending uh, for the hip hop kind of style then. It was like they would bring in that kind of rock sound into their beats and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think your your M&Ms, your, even Lil Wayne for a little bit, um, would bring out that rock and roll and you have a guitar and a rap song. And oh, it's yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, it, it brought this new kind of thing. Yeah, um, and then on another level, um, when it comes to those like Saba, like they kind of grow into that um, uh, more of a mellow type, like 80s type, um or no 60s of more of a 60s type um kind of like jazz music into their hip-hop and in my opinion is one of the best things i've heard yeah e- even kendrick with uh Tupin butterfly oh, did a lot of yeah, that he you killed have, it yeah in that. yeah so do you guys have uh like a difference between sampling music and then genre bending because yeah it can we- go to an extent i feel because there's sampling music as in Oh, I like like it's a really popular song and it's got a nice you know melody or whatever, and I'm gonna throw it into one of my songs I, and or into like dedicating a whole album to something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I, uh, something that like instantly popped in my head was a Cardigan song uh, called "Loveful," and it actually was sampled by Justin Bieber and turned into a totally different song. And it was actually I actually really like Justin Bieber. I don't care what people say. Justin Bieber is like actually good at what he does, and um, fair enough. Huh? It is true. Yeah, he's like a really good artist, and I was just trying to think about that. And like, so we have a lot of in hip hop and in rap, we have a lot of samples. Like a lot of a lot of uh, artists pull from like Earth, Wind, and Fire or like disco age kind of stuff, and then yeah. they put it into into their rap, and then they rap over that beat, like. Uh, like Sir Mix a lot. He did a lot of that stuff. Yeah, like I think that. it depends how it's done. I think sometimes, like obviously, if you're sampling from another rap song, it's just like a reference, and or like a, an homage to it. But if a rapper is rapping over a sample of a jazz uh, melody or beat, then it's gonna it's it's genre bending because he's still incorporating those parts of rap with a different genre. That makes or, sense because if they're still going with the flow and not so much just having it there. I think yeah, I can see where that that would fall under. Yeah, I can see where that. I can see that. Do you have anything to say? I mean, uh, if you're looking into pop music nowadays, though, there is a lot of genre bending. I feel like a lot of um, pop music, um, like Alec Benjamin, he's like a pop artist now. Um, he did some work with um, John Bellion, and them two specifically have done a lot of um, songwriting. But um, if you if you listen to Alec Benjamin, it, he has the same kind of um, style throughout his songs. But there, each song has something a little different to it, and I think that's where genre bending it's uh, it, it gets a little like 
even the slightest thing can be uh, genre bending. I, I think Alec and uh, Bellion are great examples of that because I think another way to genre bend isn't just mixing two, but just like kind of making your own where mm-hmm. you're like, I can't really say what this is, but it just sounds good. And it just is that very pure form of music. Yeah. I mean, if you look at some of the videos by John Bellion, he does like um, behind the scenes and that kind of stuff. There's one, there's one in particular where he's making a beat and there's a snare where it's like it's not on any like beat it's not on the one it's not on the two it's not on the three it's not on the four but it's there and that kind of style of drumming comes that kind of stems from like um a lot of african tribe kind of drumming because it's like it's not like a very specific like western kind of style beat mm-hmm. like how it is in the united states it's like okay we're gonna play in three three four or four four mm-hmm and within like African tribes, they, they don't do that. They kind of just like, okay, we're going to play this kind of rhythm and we'll go with it. And that's where I feel like he kind of got that kind of inspiration in a sense where it, it sounds off to us because it's not something that we're used to mm-hmm. because it's a different kind of genre. And then when it comes to those types, it, it, I feel like it takes a while to transition into those types of music. But then once you get it used to it, it's like, oh, wow, like I was kind of, you know, it was kind of, a lot of it was kind of flying over my head. Um, and then I feel nowadays, it's just a lot of more people are stemming out into uh, and breaking into different genres. And it's just a little more accepted as in, you know, a couple uh, somewhat years back where it was this is the hot thing that's out right now. You know, it's like, oh, and everybody's on this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people but are really think, exploring uh, their... ASAP their... Rocky said it very well with his uh, Long Live ASAP. Um, he, he, he's been on record of saying, like, oh, I just kind of put that out. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was good. I liked it. But then I went to my next album after that, and then I just kind of did whatever. And then he said he really enjoyed that. And I think that's something maybe more experienced artists come out as we're growing up with these artists. We kind of see them be like, oh, I did well with this. It was good. It's not like I didn't like it. But then they just go off and do their own thing. Yeah. Do you think that, like, take uh, take the Beastie Boys, for example. You guys know who the Beastie Boys are? Yes, sir. They uh, were part of the beginning of Def Jam Records. Like, they were actually the best-selling artist for the first year that that label that uh, label existed, I was listening to uh, like a documentary on them, and it was really interesting. But they came in and they did like that weird hip hop and stuff, and then they when they left Def Jam, they uh, started doing like a bunch of punk rock kind of stuff, and then they came back, and then they were doing punk rock mixed with like this rap that started the new uh, the new metal wave, which is like Corn, Lip Biscuit, and uh, like a lot of the really heavy stuff and then all of a sudden they're singing like super um like melodies and it's like freaking amazing because i think that when we talk about genre bending there's a lot of artists that we look to who are like these are the great uh genre uh, benders but they paved the road for so many different types of genre bending because like something that i brought up earlier was sampling sampling music is part of music you're gonna you're gonna have to you're, you're mm-hmm. not gonna have to but it's, it's easier to run into it's, it yeah it's it's more likely that you're gonna run into a sample rather than something that's completely original because there's already so much music out there and um i think that when you take a a sample from 
a rock song. Like, say someone uh, sampled Sweet Child of Mine, and then they put it into a jazz song. You know, that's is that genre bending, if you just take the lyrics? Because, like, genre bending is such a weird thing to me in my head, because I want it to be defined as, like, a rock group is now playing jazz or something like that. Or is it saying, I'm going to take the Sweet Child of Mine lyrics and put it into a jazz song? I think the whole point is that it's weird and hard to define. Like, it, I don't think genre bending would be genre bending if you could define it. If you can define it, that's where those things like rap in the late 80s come out. Where like it's like, oh, this is weird. And then it just came out being, being its own thing. Um, like rock and roll in the late 60s and 70s. It, that was kind of started out as like a genre bend, but then actually becomes its own thing because people get on that train. I think we're always going to be in those stages, and then maybe looking back, we're going to be like, oh, that was that was this kind of music that we have a definition for now. But I think in the moment, it's always going to feel like it doesn't really have a specific genre. I think stuff like that is always left to, you're just going to have to leave it to the artists. It, and I see where you're coming from with that, because it, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, like, obviously, you're always going to have to leave it to the artist, but with the specific genre, you, you're like, I'm getting rap this next album. Or I'm getting hip hop this next album. I'm getting jazz, whatever. When it's when it's an artist that finally kind of breaks free and it's like, okay, I've been doing rap for so and so years. I want to explore, and they start breaking out. You're like, I'm now now I'm excited for the next album because I've heard the last one. It's like, and they explored and it was just something amazing. And then now you now you're excited to see what might be next, and it's just you're left with that mystery of what might come next. Or even when they go back, like uh, I think Kendrick is a good example with. Uh, what was it, 2016 in To Butterfly? Mm-hmm. He went into this like, whole jazz and funk yeah. kind of style. And then next one is rap again. It's like yeah. it's kind of refreshing. It's weird to like hear a rapper and then be like, oh, he's doing rap. That's cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no dub, but it is a little refreshing <laughs> after a while. I get you. Would you count a rapper singing as genre bending? Oof, that's a tough one. It, um, personally, it depends on what they're singing on. Because like Logic, for example... He does he does do like a lot of jazz kind of style sampling especially like in the incredible true story like a lot and he, a good thing is is that he does sing like he he really does sing throughout that that album and um you can tell that he was trying to um sing in that style but the side was like well actually that's just too hard like jazz singing is hard in general so it, he kind of mixed in what a lot of people here nowadays in that kind of like pop culture kind of singing and put it over these jazz like beats. So like one, it's a jazz beat. So that's like a hip hop jazz. And then on top of that, he's singing like pop kind of melody over these beats. It's so I think, yes, you can genre bend with singing. Um, but I don't think it's as popular as the music itself. I think it's a tool. I think uh, same yeah. as sampling. It's a tool. It's like you could use this if you were trying to get different but it depending how you use it it may not be that whole i'm doing a whole new genre mm-hmm. yeah because i mean um alec benjamin there's a song um i forgot the song name um but he he kind of like he sings faster so like you could say it's rap but it's yeah. not rap but like that's kind of like what Ed Sheeran did too. I mean, even in one of his songs, he said, I'm not a rapper, I'm a singer with a flow. So like, 
he's it's the same kind of style where it's like it's faster singing Mm -hmm. but like in some people's minds it could almost pass as rap because because it is rock does that all the time indie rock is like so like such a fine line yeah so like i i i'm like super intrigued by by genre bending because a lot of the times i feel like genre bending creates a new genre which it's supposed to do but i also feel like the genre bending that's happening now can already be uh you can already point to an old genre like um something that like john bellion does which i really think is amazing he is an incredible artist he sings and then he raps he does both mm-hmm. right and so there are plenty of bands out there like less than jake or limp biscuit who rap and sing or you could even like point to system of the down who do that really fast stuff and then they sing on the course and then it's back to that rap fast fast and then mm-hmm. or you like there are so many different crazy bands out there that do something like what we're talking about but would we say system is a system of down is a genre build, bending artist or would we just point to someone like kendrick who'd say this is when he genre bended here and now on this album, he's a genre bending artist. I, I feel like my personal definition to its core, when you kind of like start to dig into it, it's about intention. I think a lot of times when a when an artist says, I want to come out here and I'm trying to do an R&B album, yeah. just because they were a rapper, if they're doing R&B and they're saying it's R&B, it's, it's obviously a genre. But they're coming out here and saying, I just want to make music like John Bellion does. Like he just says, I'm going to make music and just someone's going to listen to it, then I think that's where it's kind of genre bending, where they're just saying they're going to go out there and do something, you listen to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think something that's coming into my head right now is Graduation by Kanye West. Oh, that's a good album. Super amazing album. Would you call it a genre bending album? Well, that would be... In technicalities... It could, yeah. However, he did sample just he, about every he, single he song. Yeah, every single yeah. Song. He sampled all the whole song, every single song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if you look at his other album, uh, 808 and Heartbreaks, that one I would be like, that's a genre bender. Yeah, I think it's just those ones are very historic. It's like, but when, historic when, is what we're talking yeah. about. We're talking about the history of genre. Yeah, bending. that's what I'm saying. It's like if you look at like the first, <laughs> the first few rock songs that came out, it's like you're going to call them the first few rock songs at the time they're genre bending. But when you go back and look back at it, it's like, it's just, it's so ingrained to that culture and that genre. That's hard to like. So are you saying that Elvis was a genre bender? Yes. The Beatles. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the BC boys were genre benders. Yeah. Yeah. Well, were they? Mm -hmm. Because they came out as. They were genre benders. Who? You would call them? Yeah. Uh, but that's I don't know I'm if saying. I could do. I don't know if I could agree with that because they they paved they they paved the way for a new genre for but, multiple new genres. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Those people that like did it at first. If you were that's at, like yeah. the pinnacle of genre bending. Yeah, yeah. That would because that's because they created a new genre. That's why it's mm. so hard to look back at it because you're like all these guys at the time they had people being like, "Hey, have you heard this new thing?" And they didn't say, "Have you heard this rock and roll?" or "Have you heard this yeah. rap?" They were like have you heard this thing and then and then it wasn't until later on when we look back and be like that was a rap started that was a rock started mm-hmm. well think about like take take like a whole genre uh like let's say rock so you have rock and then you have alt rock 
you have indie rock. And those are separate genres, right? Yeah. If someone makes an alt rock song and it sounds like an indie rock song, is that a genre bending rock song? It could be considered. It, see, it, that's, still, that's, 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 like, that's the whole it's, point. It's like I, all technicalities yeah, and exactly. stuff like that. Is, I feel like. And, uh, and that's, that's what he was getting at earlier is if you really can't just. I'm sure somebody, somebody, somewhere out there has like a complete, real like, Harvard type definition to this. You know, like it's very scholar scholarly to what a genre bending is. Mm-hmm. But it, if you have, if you sit down and really have a conversation about it, you, I don't really believe you can just define what, what or what song is not. Because through somebody's eyes, anybody's eyes, they're going to be like, no, it's not, or yes, it is. They, they, yeah. It's kind of, mm-hmm. they're sitting on the fence. What if it is like a, a genre that can't really, that maybe one group of people do define? Like, I think one example that I usually talk about is um, kind of new wave of rappers like uh, XXX, um, Trippy Red, uh, who's another one? Like, those kind of like emo emo rap is usually what I end up calling it, which is very emotional, very dark, sometimes has, like, screamo vibes to it. Like, to me, I'll be like, this is some weird thing, and then someone else is going to talk about it and be like, oh, no, this this genre that I know about. Like, what about mm-hmm. those situations? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I f- yeah, because I feel like music goes in cycles. Music is very... This, this new thing can't, comes out. Say rock and roll comes out. And then 20 years down the road, rock and roll gets re revamped by like Elvis was the first rock and roll and then got revamped by Guns N' Roses and now rock is kind of yeah. dead at the moment like there's I, not I there's not a lot coming out and then rap is remaking itself from the fast rap of the 80s to the smooth of the 90s to the early 2000s where Lil Wayne was doing everything with autotune and he was king <laughs> and then now we're back to the now we're yeah. back to the that uh, fast rap yeah. fast rock rap again. and then and, and then it's, now it's kind of like yeah. a it, uh, it's literally yeah. a cycle Lil Vert a lot of people when he was first coming out and getting big they were like I don't like even me personally I was like I don't like this this doesn't seem like rap to me like it's got weird elements to it like it wasn't bad it just wasn't my taste and I didn't like that it was associated in rap and it, and then my brother was like well some people think it's like rock and I'm like oh that makes sense I'm fine with that and like yeah so well cause it's not that's the, that's the thing it's like well, for me personally, with the uh, the whole like newer rap scene, it's like I don't like I like the beats and stuff like that. I can understand why it would be considered hip hop because of the beat kind of style of music. But at the same time, the mu- and the lyricism, and then also like the the way that they sample certain songs, it doesn't sound like hip hop or rap. It it's kind of just like like you know what your brother said. Like it's kind of like rock. It it almost sounds like rock. And so it's just like, is that is that genre bending? Yeah, or is that we're putting someone in the wrong in the wrong spot? Yeah, are we gonna are we gonna turn around and say, hey, little Uzi Vert, I understand that you're a rapper and everything, but you make rock songs, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, like, are we gonna say that? Because like, think think about like, well, uh, I mean, you- think about how how things like things work out in in like a bookstore. You go to like Barnes and Noble and you go to their music. It's in the back of the store. Not a lot of people go over there, but they have it. And it says genre, and it says rap. And underneath that is all of the rap CDs that they own, that they have to, to, to sell. You go on Amazon, you look up rap album, it brings up all these artists. Are we going to start saying, okay, 
Uh, we're going to put the Nickelback albums right next to little Uzi Vert ones because he's kind of making rap stuff and rock stuff. And then we're going to throw Corn over there in the corner uh, next to John Bellion because they both kind of do that fast stuff. You know, it doesn't make yeah. sense from, from a producer standpoint. Genre bending is one of the weird things because I say, hey, I have this new rock person. I have this new rapper and I'm going to present them to my executive producers and the people who have the money. And I'm going to say, this is a rapper. And he comes out and he's singing. I'm like, yo, dog, that's yeah, not a rapper. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a singer right there. <laughs> There's I, like hip hop is the biggest perpetrator of that. Like, I think hip hop is very much a culture more than it is a sound. I think, because uh, Nav, um, if you guys know him, he's mm-hmm. someone that sings. He, he, is a, he is basically a singer, like the same way as The Weeknd, like basically the t- type of style and singing, but we call The Weeknd R&B, and then Nav kind of is just more in hip-hop in the rap culture, and even The Weeknd is in that kind of hip-hop culture. But if we go back like 10 years, we'll see an R&B person and be like, no, they're specifically R&B. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's just, I feel like culture just blends them most of the time. Well, and I think it's just because music nowadays, it's all, everything that's mainstream right now has a similar style within their respected kind of style. So like in a sense of, okay, how would I, how do I put this? If you listen to the radio, you're going to, and you switch it to the pop station, you're going to hear The Weeknd, but you're also going to hear Taylor Swift. But if you think about it, their structure and the way that they present their like lyricism in some ways are very similar. And the mm-hmm. reason why is because it's pop music. They've got pop music is literally popular popular music of that time. And so if you if you put it in that perspective, that means that they were able to create music that everyone likes. And so right now in our culture is that we've created this pop music that is literally every genre. And what, what that creates is literally all the pop music is genre bending. That's literally the whole pop music right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like, um, I mean, Taylor Swift, for example, I mean, there is that one song that came out and it's like she was writing country songs like five years ago. And now she's like this almost hip hop vibe, but not hip hop because it's, 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 it's pop. pop. Yes. It's hip hop. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think what something that I'm trying to, I think I have a problem with is that I'm coming from a label standpoint. I'm saying I need the next big rapper, I, or should I be saying I need the next big pop star? Because if I'm looking for a pop star, then it doesn't matter what genre that they're in. It doesn't matter because I can say this is what you're gonna sing and this is the band that's gonna play because you have no control over the music, like. If I'm looking for like a, lyr- uh, a lyricist like Kendrick Lamar, he's a, that's what he does. He's a lyricist, and I don't think anyone would argue that. But some people, if they only listen to that album where he was doing R&B stuff, they would say, oh, he's, a, he's an R&B. And they never looked at his rap. They never listened to any of his other albums, just that one. They'd be like, oh, he's an R&B artist. Why is he doing in, what is he doing in the rap section? Yeah, and it's really just about... I think it's kind of just something what we made up as people, like just to like, like obviously we made up genres so we could. Because you had to categorize something, yeah. you know. At some point, somebody had to make up anything that we are talking about yeah. at any but, given time. Yeah, but then at some point, it's like, is a Nav song really different than a Twi- Taylor Swift song? Yeah, or, there's differences in their style, but it's like, if I'm hearing them on the pop station, 
like even like Alexis being a bigger rap fan, he's like, you say like, is Taylor Swift, uh, she's in the hip hop. He's like immediately like, no, it's pop. And it's like, I mean, you're right. Yeah, we, There's arguments there, but why? Like, I think mm-hmm. the reason is that we rarely have a specific why. Yeah. I think that the why is because we want to be able to say, I'm into hip hop. I'm into rap. I'm into um, and then they're automatically no. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's this, this, this type of people. Yeah, or, this, this, this. So do we know? feel like, do we feel like rap and hip hop are eventually going to be needing to split up? Because relatively to compared to rock, we have alt rock, indie rock, heavy metal. But rap, a lot of times we're like we're starting to with like trap, and then. Well, that was a I funny time. That was an interesting. Time. I think. Um, Rap and hip hop are already separated, considering we call it two different things. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you, if you think about it, though, there's a lot of people in hip hop right now that aren't rappers. It's just yeah. how it is, and so that's because they're two separate things. Like, it, and see, up until like a certain age, I always thought rap and hip hop were the same thing. Yeah. No. Just growing up, like just by definition, not mm-hmm. like by sound. I just thought it was I the same thing. I always thought hip hop is the umbrella, rap is under the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because I think hip hop, if you really, if you look at like the '90s and '80s, like the the original hip hop kind of era, it, a lot of that style, it's not it's not like faster paced like rapping. Mm, it's very slow. Yeah, it's like it's slower. Yeah. It's about the beat. It's about the melody. It has, it's it about the beat. Like yeah, a, yeah. That's what hip hop is. It's, you're supposed to be able to rap dance to is it. lyricism. Yeah. And also, yeah. like just the origins of it from being like, from being more poetic and being about beatboxing sometimes. And like, I think that those origins of it like kind of made that. And it's just like that's where I'm wondering if like in 10, 15 years, how many genres of rap and hip hop there would be. Oh man, there's a lot. I mean, even looking at thing is that even now, right now, I mean, if you if you really want to like talk about the amount of genres that have come from hip hop and rap and all that kind of stuff, it, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have that trap music that's like more modern, um, but you also have like if you look in the '90s and '80s or like early 2000s, there's so many different people like within the hip hop and rap like scene that were so different altogether like it's it's the same thing as today everyone we have like you said that umbrella kind of genre name but there's so many different kinds of people different artists and like even like beats specifically like wu-tang or or like kanye they won't have the same style because they're completely different even though wu-tang was that what is that late 90s early 2000s uh, I think maybe a little bit earlier. A little bit earlier, there. like mid '90s, around there. Kanye came in that early 2000s, and it, it, but so it's almost the same kind of time frame, but they're completely different. I mean, if you like look at Dilla, um, he he produced a lot of stuff, and he has more of like that swing style where it's kind of like that kind of style of beat. That's mm-hmm. what he created. And there's a lot of artists today that are like starting to bring that kind of style back. Yeah. I think that the thing is, is that um, someone that kept popping in my head that was really influential on a lot of artists today was Rage Against the Machine. They were pretty active between 93 and 2000. They released four albums. Great. Amazing. But um, they were kind of like the 
the big guys in the here's the funk uh baseline here's a solid uh drum beat and an amazing guitar and out of this world vocals yeah the rage against the machine 92 album um, self, the self-titled debut i think what that, would you consider that well the thing is is that if you look at it it's considered alternative it's alternative rock okay in in most uh like genre defining uh search engines yeah well according to this one it's um genre uh genre bending it's a genre bender Mm -hmm. yeah because because and then it's just some blog posts some hiphopgoldenage.com it says hip-hop spirit 14 genre bending musical gems and that's one of them urban dance squad um, so I, I can see where that comes from. I think I think what the problem is is that genre bending in itself defies what we know as music because uh, as humans we like to put things where it goes. You get like go into your room if it's messy the first thing you want to do is put things that are all together. It's like math. We enjoy putting squares together, circles together and triangles together. We have things separated, and it makes sense in our head because it gets confusing when Rage Against the Machine and, like, Sir Mix-a-Lot are chilling. That doesn't make sense in your head. Sounds like mm-hmm. a fun party, though. Yeah. It does not sound like a fun party. It sounds like a really politically fueled, like, horrible place to Debate. be. Debate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, or, like, MC Hammer mixed with, like, I don't know, Nickelback. Not a fun party, (laughs) but, but like they're like, they're great in their respective ways, but together it wouldn't make sense. So maybe what, I mean, maybe what we're trying to do, or maybe what I'm trying to do, because I'm trying to put things in the box where I believe that they belong is that we're putting artists in boxes, but we're not taking a good look at the music. When you look at Rage Against the Machine's music, it's funk based. It's what it is. It's it's funk. But his lyrics aren't funk. And the way he sings and the way he presents it isn't funk. And I think what we're trying to do or uh, from like a label standpoint is say, hey, how can I market this? So, I mean, the thing that question just keeps popping up in my head is like, because you said you like the fact of like, we need a square box sometimes for music, not specifically for artists, because artists should go where they go, obviously. But like you like to organize it so you don't have those MC hammers right next to the Nickelback. But like, it's kind of funny because it's just like me drawing my own box. But I really like an artist when I could say they're genre bending. Like I, I really like Tyler the Creator. I really like uh, Jaden Smith. I like the John Bellions because they do their own thing and because they fit in my kind of like favorite box that's a little bit wider of like genre bending and it doesn't stick to well, anything. Well, I think what it is is that I'm not coming at it from my own point of view because I listen to ska music. So that's like genre bending at its pinnacle because like I got jazz, I got rap, I got hip hop, I got Latin, I got Jamaican. I have all these things see, that, that I'm explanation just, makes me want to like yeah, get I'm, into it more. I'm like, I'm like I need to go listen I'm, to that. I'm pulling all <laughs> yeah. of this stuff in and it's not just this is uh there's not just like ska music. It's first wave ska, like Bob Marley. You have second wave ska, 
toasters. You have third wave ska, uh, straight line manifesto. And like we continuously break it up, break it up, break it up. And that's just like ska. I can't like get me started on metal and I'm gonna be all over the place defining heavy metal, alternative metal, soft rock, metal. I don't know, soft metal, trap metal. It's all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, and do, do we think that it, do we think that's more beneficial? I think it's more beneficial to a the, consumer. To the person that's taking in the music, yeah. Because, um, that, because that gives them a clear um, window of saying, this is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. This is my box. And I, this is the stuff I like. So then maybe when you say genre bending, it kind of just, it's just that group of artists that, or not necessarily artists, but a group of music that's, you don't really know where to put it, and it's just there, and you love it. And you're like, mm-hmm. hey, that's a genre-bending song right there. I feel like genre-bending has almost become like a byword. It's like, oh, this is genre-bending because I, t- I, I can't place it because his words don't match the music. Yeah, because like if we put John Bellion next to Scott music, we would not say those are the same thing or even necessarily close to the same thing. But... To someone like like me or you, we'd say those are two genre-bending things. So, like, why do we feel like we need to do that? Because that's that's the human way of, of thinking. Structure. It's structure. It literally, the whole universe has structure. It, it, yeah, it, even if you don't see it, it just... It, nature itself is... It wants it's to part be. of a structure, part of a pattern. Mm-hmm. You guys know Nikola Tesla? If mm-hmm. you don't, I strongly recommend reading about him and the numbers three six and nine yeah they're very interesting i've read multiple papers on that but i think what we are we're struck we're struggling in the fact that we want to like genre bending music but we can't define it and because of that we can't put it somewhere because it goes against it literally goes against our brain Mm-hmm. Our brains are literally hardwired to put things in boxes. And the more that we have things that literally can't fit into a box, the more it frustrates us. So we try and create other boxes so that we can, so that we can put them in that box. That's why and, the and other boxes exist. exist. That's know, why like you have... Alter- like, what was alternative rock is what you're mm-hmm. saying? That, that at some point was when they're like, this isn't really rock. And it's but not it's really not. soft rock. It's not really this kind of rock. This is just some type of alternative to rock, you know? So, and that's how it's stuck. And genre, I feel genre bending is the same way, only it's, it's broader. It's, in, mm-hmm. it's into the... Or we haven't created the genre that it goes in yet. That as well. I feel like that's probably going to be the biggest thing that to come from genre bending in the modern era. Like, what, what's going to happen when like uh six nine he's gonna go down as a rapper no i i don't know i don't i don't well, follow well, him think, about, too think, well. about, think about but yeah if if think about i see where you're coming from he'd and, come and lil wayne and drake they're all con- they were all at one point considered rappers yeah and they would all fall into the same category as logic and m and nf and later on the, in the years in, yes it's, in, it's all gonna be rap and they're gonna be well, like yeah, categorized so would you I be actually, okay with that i actually I well, would, well, i'll be okay with that I mean, or would you would you accept that i think kind of have to i think <laughs> at that future, point i think that 
they're going to be three different genres. I think you're going to be like, Drake started out as a rapper, then he became this uh, X genre that he does, or had this kind of X genre that he does. Uh, Takashi 69 was in this genre that he has, and Lil Wayne was a rapper. I think that's how it's going to end up going so, out. So you think that music is going to become divided? Even more? So I, I wouldn't say divided is the right word, but I do think, like you said, more boxes to fill and just be able to say... Uh, this is what that is. This is what this is. And I think there's always going to be the people that are going to go back and be like, oh, no, this, if you look at it, the history of this, these all came out at the same time. Or like, I also like this. The, the conversation really is kind of like music. It's, it's in a circle. We're really trying to let, let artists be, right? Like that's I want an artist to create, but if the artist isn't creating something that I'm not used to, I'm gonna reject it, right? Like that's fair enough. Like think about when um, yeah, I'm trying to think it. of I'm trying to think of someone that you guys would know. Like think about when Taylor Swift first came out. She's like she's country. Okay, cool. I accept that. And then she started working with Katy Perry, and you're like, okay, I can I can still accept that. She's going into pop. That's fine, you know. Now we're looking at Taylor Swift and how her music is and it's like this girl used to sing country you know so at the end is she gonna go down as a country singer or is she gonna go down as a pop star i feel like at the end of the day it's just gonna be what their biggest thing was uh you know because unless you we get like some hot shot that comes in and it's like i'm gonna dominate every single genre that there is you know, that's uh-huh. obviously not going to happen. I mean, Drake's kind of done that, though. Yeah, if Drake, you think about Drake it, he started well. as a rapper. Everyone loved him as a rapper. He went into pop, and he has hits on every single song he makes. But what has R and B? But what has he done the best that people remember him? By? I think I think you I can think make it an was, argument at all of them. I think that mm. his well, what's his greatest album? Take care. It depends who you ask. Because I think I think it depends who you well, ask. If I you think R and B. No, I think here's the thing. It, if someone was going to say, if you were going to say Drake did well in all three that he went into and there was no way to define his best album, he didn't do all three well. Or he did it equally, but he never did one yeah, he, amazing. There was no, he was a mediocre If you do everything amazing, you didn't do anything amazing at all because mm-hmm. it's all amazing. I, I, it's like, I think he's one of those examples where I think he's a special kind of artist that was going to come in and later on we might just because of like sales. But if we go back and you say hey, you're a rap fan, go listen to Drake. They're going to be like, he's an amazing rapper. You, oh, you an R&B fan, go listen to Drake. And they're like, he's an amazing R&B singer. And it's like, oh, you person uh, that you like just general pop. They're going to they're gonna get different things out of it. I think that's, that's, how, that's how I describe him. Yeah, and I think that the problem is that we're using Drake, and Drake is a phenomenal artist he's in a, a lot of ways. He, he is his own thing. But, like, take let's, – let's – try and get away from someone who is who's been multiple things let's let's go to um i think that's i think the, the reason it's hard for us to grab someone who's not as good as it is because we forget about it if you have a rapper that comes out and says i want to make an r&b album and they bomb at it you don't remember them for doing that well i mean no one no one ever mm-hmm. listens to Lil wayne's rock album yeah, That's exactly. True. So you don't really define him as it. Maybe experts going into it will say, oh, let's pull out this from Lil Wayne. But mm-hmm. the mainstream will not look back at Lil Wayne and say so, he was a rock artist. So are we? So basically, what we have ended up all agreeing on is that genre bending is weird 
<laughs> the artists we that just do don't it, understand. The artists that do it successfully are eventually gonna have to be sorted out later. Yeah, <laughs> I think I don't think that they need to be sorted. It's just gonna, gonna it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a natural process of how the general public has has eventually years used them. and for years and years and going on years have labeled mm-hmm. uh, artists. I think I think one thing that I wish we could all really get behind eventually, and it's not gonna happen today or tomorrow, but when we let music be music and we're not thinking about it in label terms of, hey, I need the next rapper, I need the next this, I need the next that. Um, And we let music be music. We're still gonna have a lot of problems with like, where do I put you? Because I wanna put you nice on my shelf because it's in alphabetical order by genre, you know? Yeah. that is going to be so hard to do in the next 25 years for music because if we just ex- if we say okay you know what there are no genres then literally everyone's going to go to their shelf and burn it because it doesn't make <laughs> any sense if you if you say okay here's our structure get rid of the structure yeah that's whack i don't care like so we Especially need to just label them alphabetically and say, what's your favorite A artist? What's your favorite B artist? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> That's the only way to solve this and make everyone happy. I don't think that would make them happy either because nope, they're going to nope. be like, I want them in a genre. <laughs> I, I, it's, I, it's, yeah. it's literally like saying, hey, do you want an apple? I got a pear. No, it's not what I'm looking for. It's like, yo, could you hand me that grapefruit? I got... I got two avocados. No, <laughs> which no. One, I st- which one you want, left I, I, or right? Yeah. It's like, hey, could, well. you, hand me, could you hand me that uh, the new rock album, and you hand me uh, a Taylor Swift song, like a Taylor Swift album? I'm gonna be like, no, I'm gonna <laughs> give it back to you. I don't understand. The thing is, is that I'm trying really hard to like not show the division in music. I but, I, I see where you're but getting there at. There is there's a dividing line between Rage Against the Machine and Taylor Swift for a reason. There's a dividing line between Shakira and Eminem for a reason. Like, there, there are these things that we put in place that say, hey, we, are, we enjoy this music and we want this style and this style to come together, but maybe it won't come from this artist. Maybe it'll come from someone after them. Mm-hmm. And then that will create the new genre that we're looking for. I, I think just the best way for everyone to go about music after listening to this is just listen to it and say, I'm going to listen to music. Don't say, I'm going to go listen to rap. Don't say, I'm going to go listen to jazz. Say, I'm going to listen to this as a piece of music and you will definitely enjoy it a lot better because there's little things that we forget about in rap and forget about in pop and if you just go into there and say, I want to take all these elements of all this music, then you'll really enjoy it more. All right. Well, that was our conversation. Nathan, you literally said that nothing. So I'm not going to leave your intro in and I'm going to take what you said out because you literally <laughs> said that one thing that entire <laughs> You know, that's near true. The, I didn't the, even notice that. Yeah, wow. near, near the end, it was just us three. Yeah. So you might. Or may not be in this we'll podcast. Just put editor's note. This is where Nathaniel's heart stops. <laughs> or this is where. We'll add a slam in there. <laughs> or we'll be like, uh, we lost Nathan's audio on his mic or something. Or like, There's probably a point where we can yeah, say something. We'll be like, yo, dude, understand. 
All right. I just didn't want to talk to ignorant people. Ignorant people? What you on about? <laughs> Excuse you. Excuse you. Get out my store. Hurry right. up and buy. That's all for today. All right, guys. Thanks see, for listening. Yep. See you. See ya. Bye. Hi, Ben. That's all the time we had for today, but if you want to hear the rest of our conversation, go to our website at loftaz.com. You can check us out on Instagram at loft.az. We hope you have a fantastic week and can't wait to see you next time. <laughs>